Hi, and welcome to the Hobbs Happenings Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Hobbs, and thanks for joining us today. This week, I get the privilege of talking to my girlfriend, Sarah, on the podcast. She decided to come out and visit me for her birthday and spent the weekend together, and while she was here, we decided to record this podcast. So, Sarah, how are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. <laughs> Good. How was your birthday? How? Uh, what all did we do? Why don't you share all that? Uh, first, my birthday was great. Mm-hmm. Um, on my actual birthday, we started out with hike um, in Utah, so it's my first time in Salt Lake City. We met some UK fans along the way, so that was a good omen for the game to come, right? Yeah, so that transitions into what we did later. We watched the Kentucky and Florida game, and we won because it was my birthday. <laughs> Seems like they correspond. Also, I think I've heard it said before that if you find a girl that'll watch football with you, she's a keeper. So I don't know what that had to do with anything, but whatever. So, Sarah, we met, and all these questions I'll ask you, I guess I know answers to most of them whenever it's talking about us, but we met in in Colorado, but that's not where you're from. You're from Tennessee. I am a Tennessee girl. Yes, you are. So how about you tell me a little bit about, like, where you're from exactly in Tennessee, what life was like growing up, how many siblings you have, stuff like that. Okay. So I'm from Powell, Tennessee, which is a small town north of Knoxville, Tennessee. And I have a very small family. It is my mom, my dad, my sister, and her new husband, anyway. And that is A-N-Y-W-A-Y. He's from Zimbabwe. And then my grandmother, her husband Everett, and then my mamaw. Now, how did how did Megan in any way meet? If she's from Zimbabwe. Yeah, so they met at school. Um, he was an international student that came to get his pastoral ministries degree at Johnson University, then Johnson Bible College, uh, in Seymour, Tennessee, which is the foothills of the Smokies. Cool, awesome. So has he graduated now? And what are they doing now? Yeah, so he's graduated. He's actually getting his master's online. And my sister is a fourth grade school teacher at First Baptist Academy of Pal or Pal First Baptist, something along those lines, back home. And he is currently in Zimbabwe, kind of just doing a routine trip to check in on uh, his family. He's from an orphanage there known as Eden's Village or Eden's Children's Village. So he's just checking in and trying to find some property uh, because my sister and him will eventually move there and work and teach and spread the gospel there. That's so neat. So what what do you what do your parents do? My mom is an RN for um, cardiology, or she's a cardiac nurse, and my dad is a hospice chaplain for UTK or University of Tennessee. So that sounds. Whenever I met your dad in Colorado and we were talking about that, that sounds like a very difficult job to be a hospice chaplain yeah my dad has a very special personality and definitely not many people I don't think can do that type of job and stay joyful and so my dad stays joyful through Christ and he carries out his calling through chaplaincy and he loves every second of it I think he's done it for about 25 years so Hmm. 25 plus years. Are you pretty close to your parents, your mom and your dad? Yeah, I'm very close to my mom and my dad. I'm most like my dad, um, but my mom and I get along pretty well as well, so opposites attract in that in that sense. 
but so yes, I am. When I met your dad, the thing that I picked up on that the two of you had in common was the goofiness. So, <laughs> so besides, we are pretty goofy. <laughs> besides being goofy, what what else would you say that you have in common with your dad? Um, we have similar interests. We both like being carefree, though he says he's less carefree now that he married mom, which isn't a bad thing. <laughs> Because she puts restrictions on him in a good way. Civilizes him a little bit, maybe. Yeah. Um, we both are good with people. We both like conversations. Um, but we also both are really good at resting. Um, my parents have taught me a lot about that. And the need for rest. Um, going slow. And yeah, I don't know. We like similar movies, similar types of music. We both like the outdoors and the mountains. And... Tell me a little bit about your mom. What's she like? My mom is, I like to describe her as a teddy bear mom. (laughs) (laughs) She's one of those moms that you want to snuggle up to at the end of the day because she's very safe and she's an incredible listener because one, she's married to my dad who is a talker and two, she had me who's talker junior (laughs) and so she kind of had to be good at listening. Um, She's very uh, creative she is where I get all my craftiness from. And, and Sarah's really good at the crafty <laughs> stuff. I, the, yeah. the letters that she sends me, sometimes they have artwork on them. And I got a tour the other day of her house back in Tennessee via her mom on, on FaceTime. And they have lots of her artwork up on the walls. So yeah, very, mom, very talented. Mom loves to give a tour of my art display <laughs> at home. But yeah, so she's just always doing, always creating um, which I appreciate, which she also got from her mother, because mm-hmm. um, those are a lot of her strong gifts as yeah. well. So take me back, if you can, into eight-year-old Sarah's world. Okay. What What would eight-year-old Sarah think that a, a perfect day was like? If you've got anything that you can do, you're you're back home, summer vacation, something like that. What is it that you did as a hobby or to keep yourself busy or to entertain yourself? Okay, so my first thought is I was always outside, but that wasn't always by choice because my parents encouraged me to be outside. But I eventually fell in love with playing outside. I had a huge imagination. And my neighbor, Daryl and Phaedra, they had some grandkids that would come every now and then from Washington State, and they knew that we all three had big imaginations and we loved being outside. So Daryl, who's an engineer and super crafty he built us a bamboo fort in our back ditch and he (laughs) built us a rope swing that we literally could swing across the ditch on and then he cut in half this giant like oak tree and built us a bridge and so we basically thought we were in the bridge to Terabithia, although our story didn't end as sad. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I, I have told, especially Rebecca and David, that was like one of my least favorite movies oh, in the no, world. Oh, no, that's a great movie. Well, the, in book. The main character, or one of the main characters yeah. dies like yeah, halfway through it. Imagination. Yeah, okay. But, and, and my friend Harley and I, Harley lived across the street, well, her grandmother lived across the street, and so she spent every day after school with her grandmother until her mom came and picked her up. We had nicknames, and I was on a uh, To Kill a Mockingbird kick, so I was Scout. Hmm. I don't remember her name, but I just remember I was incorporating my love for To Kill a Mockingbird. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I spent a lot of time outside and at my grandma's house. My grandma used to be our next-door neighbor, uh, but just a series of life events. She is now married, happily married to Everett, and lives a few minutes down the road. But I used to go to grandma's house every day almost yeah 
and I loved hanging out with Grandma. So, what's Grandma like? Grandma, hmm, that is a hard question to tackle, <laughs> especially with the time limit. Grandma is one of my best friends. She is one of those people. To give you an idea, if you were to go to the store and see something that you like, her first response is nine times out of ten, oh, we could make that. And so, by golly, we would go home and we would make it. <laughs> and it would always be just as good, whether it be a shirt or food or a hat or whatever it may be. She's pretty nifty. That's awesome. So after growing up, uh, heading off to college, what was your college search like? Did you know which one that you automatically wanted to go to or were there no several? Way. No. Well, I wouldn't say there were several. I was kind of clueless because I didn't really have a degree path in mind like it wasn't like I want to be a nurse or I want to be a teacher um and so it was more so just dipping my toes and experiencing and hopefully visiting a campus and hopefully it would feel right Mm -hmm. and so initially I was going to Milligan College which is in Johnson City Tennessee um for all the wrong reasons because it was in the mountains it was a pretty place and it was affordable but the degree program that I was looking at was very small um and not very thorough and so I was committed to Milligan, and actually a friend of my dad's who was in a small group said, hey, Sarah, have you visited Lee University in Cleveland? I was like, never even heard of it, which is so sad because it's really close to my house in Knoxville. And so my mom and I scheduled a visit. I loved it. It was an incredible place, and I want to be a part of it. And they also had a good degree program, which is more of a reason why you should go to a school, <laughs> not because it's in a pretty place. And so I ended up not going to Milligan, and I went to Lee and loved every second of it. So what did you start studying whenever you first went to Lee? I started in journalism because I was a strong writer, and I knew academically that was something I excelled in, but wasn't necessarily something I loved to do at the time. And so my advisor told me to start out with that, and I started out in journalism, went to studio production because I wanted some more of creative type things, realized I wasn't passionate enough about technology and cameras and videos and things of that sort to make a career out of it. And I prayed and prayed and prayed that God would reveal whether or not I should stay in that degree program. And a kind of a cool experience happened. I went to New York with some friends over spring break through our campus job in the student media department. And I sat on the plane next to this woman who I think at first was reluctant to talk to me because our flight was like at 3 a.m. <laughs> but, but I was up for conversation, and so she was compliant. <laughs> and uh, she ended up being the director of PR for Rubbermaid Industries. And before that, she was the director of PR for Coca-Cola. And she just told me all about her job and what she does on the daily and just the skill set that she's able to provide And it was like I was looking at myself in the mirror. And so I took that as God saying, Sarah, I literally gave you this direct sign, so I hope you take it and run (laughs) with it. And so I went back to school. And literally the day after I got back from New York, I changed my major to PR. And that's what I stuck with and loved it a lot. That's awesome. So did those switches and majors uh, cause you to take more than four years or were you able to finish up in the four? I was able to finish up in the four. It was really difficult. Uh, My senior year was nuts. Um, definitely not your cruising right along senior year. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, lots of studying and catching up, but I did it, and pretty, pretty happy about it. So I was also able to do that because I took my studio production and turned it into a minor, uh, digital media. So got to carry some of that through. Yeah. What kind of things were you involved in whenever you were at Lee? 
So my campus job, I had a few campus jobs. I was a part of the campus yearbook and magazine. So we did a lot of writing, a lot of design, a lot of photography. I loved it. I was the athletics um, editor for a year, so I ran the athletics section. Um, and then I was also the feature editor for a year, so I was in charge of just telling people's stories, mm-hmm. whether that be professors, janitors, staff, students, whatever it may be, just telling the personal stories of the school. And then my senior year, I was a uh, writer in the PR office, so I wrote press releases on behalf of the school, and I loved it, mostly because of the people, because writing press releases every day can get kind of boring, but it was neat to stay involved with the school and to get to interview and meet some really awesome people. I got involved in the local city government, and I formed relationships with the mayor and his wife, uh, which ended up being super beneficial. So, yeah, that was a neat job. So when are you going back and running for mayor when you retire? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I have a good chance right now because he's getting pretty old. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anything else uh, that, for those of us who don't know much about Lee, if you were given a pitch to us of why Lee is so great, what, what would you tell us? Well... The biggest thing I was involved in at Lee, which is my favorite thing about college, was the BCM, which is the Baptist Collegiate Ministry, and it's actually an external ministry. Um, It's down the road at Cleveland State, and so most of all of my college memories are at the BCM, and I grew there. I grew more into the person that I wanted to be and that God needs me to be, and so I would affiliate most of my good things with the BCM. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What did your spiritual journey look like, I guess, starting from the beginning? So I guess, you know, your dad being a, a chaplain, mm-hmm. um, obviously growing up in a Christian home and things like that, what did what did faith look for you whenever you were younger, and when did it kind of turn and become real for you, like it does for everyone who lives in a Christian home? Eventually it has to become your faith instead of your parents. Yeah, so, I mean, I was really blessed to grow up in a very faithful home, and my parents never really shoved Christianity in my face or shoved Jesus in my face. It was kind of just there, and I knew nothing else. Um, And so every summer, I went to a summer camp called Camp Ioka, the greatest place on earth. Okay. (laughs) Where's this camp at? Is it located in Townsend? Okay. So you have some roots there. Yeah. Yeah. And my mom was the camp nurse there every summer. And so I would say that that is when I started meeting mentors and older counselors and meeting people. Uh, that put my faith into perspective for me and made me realize I'm not granted eternal life just because my parents have it and just Mm -hmm. because my parents teach it. So I ended up accepting Christ at the summer camp through Elizabeth Humphreys. I remember her very well because Hmm. I wanted to be just like her. And, I mean, of course you don't really start growing in your faith usually until you hit the hard stuff Mm -hmm. and, like, until you suffer and encounter pain. So I would say around my junior year of college, I got a huge smack in the face and just realized that there was so much more yep. and that the God I was serving and the God I was uh, worshiping, I had in a box. And so I prayed and prayed to take him out of that box and to that God would open my mind to what being a believer actually looks like and is and that he's the purpose of everything, like to God be the glory for everything. And he's the reason why we walk and breathe on this earth. And that season of my life, my junior year, especially my junior summer, was a hard time, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't trade it for the world because I realized a lot of who I am and what my purpose is, and I'm grateful for that. So with that new purpose, moving on and finishing up your senior year, getting beyond that, what 
caused you to go out to Colorado for the internship and focus on the family? How did that happen? Yeah, so I think a lot of that ties with the taking God outside of a box or outside of my box. Uh, so my junior year, I just started, it's, it's weird, but it makes sense to me. My mind was just consumed with Colorado. I had never been to Colorado. I had never really been out west apart from a mission trip to South Dakota with my church. And it was bizarre. I was having dreams of Colorado. Colorado would come up in conversations. I would meet people from Colorado. And so over Christmas break, I said, okay, I'm going to apply for some internships and some dream internships. And if I don't get them, then I will take life more seriously and I'll apply for jobs. And so I applied for Focus on the Family amongst a few others. Didn't get the others, but I got Focus on the Family. And I remember taking the phone call in my kitchen downstairs. And as soon as I hung up, I just felt like so heavy in the sense that I had taken a crazy step forward mm-hmm. and I realized that crazy step forward was an act of, an act of obedience. And I said, okay, God, if you want me in Colorado, take me to Colorado. Yeah. And so there I went and there I stay. So <laughs> what did you, what did you know about focus before, uh, getting involved with the internship? Not really that much. I was not an Odyssey kid. <gasps> you can blame my parents for That's that one. That's terrible. I don't even know. How could you have a childhood without Adventures in Odyssey? It doesn't make any sense. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yeah, I was not an Odyssey kid. Focus on the family. I know the words resonated with me probably through curriculum and stuff growing up. I don't know if it was through VBS or certain books that we read or things of that nature. Um, but I knew Focus on the Family existed, and I knew that it was a very vast Christian organization. But I didn't really have any memorable ties with it. Mm-hmm. I just applied for it because it was in Colorado. And based on their morals and what they stood for, it sounded like an organization that I would love to serve and be a part of and use my gifts there. So I applied for there. I also applied for Compassion. Um, and I applied for Samaritan's Purse. And Samaritan's Purse was actually my dream job all throughout college. And funny enough, um, a few weeks before I came out to Colorado, I got a call from Samaritan's Purse asking if I would take or apply and take an associate position that they had kept my resume on file and that they were um, they were interested in seeing what I could offer the team and so they wanted to offer me a position working for their media team and their news team in Murfreesboro working with sponsorship there um, and working with, with Operation Christmas Child there um, and if you would have offered me that position a few months before I would have taken it in a heartbeat. Yeah. But God clearly was telling me that I needed to be in Colorado Springs and I was upset and I was confused, but I knew that's where I needed to be, so I never applied for a Samaritan's Purse mm. and I essentially turned it down and because I knew I needed to be in Colorado and I'm glad I went. That's a little bit similar to something that happened to me. I couldn't think of anything besides going back to Kentucky. And teaching at Cornerstone would have been mm-hmm. a dream for me because that's where I graduated from. And if they could have offered me the job whenever I first asked them, I totally would have gone to Cornerstone. That's where I would have been up in Kentucky right now um, celebrating with all the other bozos about us breaking the, the streak against Florida. But instead, uh, it was pushed back, and I got offered that job at the same time as the one in Salt Lake City. And I knew I was supposed to be here, so that's what I ended up taking. But that's neat I guess how it something kind of similar that that happened with me along those lines Um, (laughs) getting to your the internship at focus what was your job what did you do what was the title 
So I was a CRM intern. I was not initially what I had applied for, mm-hmm. but I had applied for the Boundless internship, which only Andrew will probably find humor <laughs> in that. It's a great story. We'll tell some other time. <laughs> but I initially pl- applied to be the Boundless intern, uh, just because it was more of a creative type of position, but I did not get it. But Lisa Anderson, who runs the Boundless program, told them to keep my information on file and that they should plug me in somewhere if they could which was super affirming. Um, so they plugged me in at CRM, and they offered me the position, told me that it would be a little different than the creative aspect, but felt right, so I took it. And I did a lot of marketing data analytics type things. So the department I was in, um, they were in charge of non-pledge marketing pieces, such as direct mail, brochures, um, and online banners, things of that nature, asking for money and donations from non-pledgers to focus. And so we did a lot of A-B testing, uh, nerdy stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, did so, you enjoy the internship? Uh, I always say supernaturally I enjoyed it, <laughs> meaning at first I did not. And then I prayed that God would give me joy uh-huh. in my internship. And he did. And it does not make sense if you know who I am as a person, why I would enjoy Excel sheets and mm-hmm interpreting data but i did because god did that that is not normal for me to enjoy things like that but i actually miss it which is weird (laughs) so and my team was awesome um i had the greatest team they treated me like an employee which i super appreciate and i realized that compared to a lot of other interns uh they were not as fortunate yeah i guess which i did not realize at the time so Mm. yeah it was good what was your housing situation whenever you were out in uh, the Springs? Okay, one of my favorite topics. <laughs> so I was one of the lucky interns that got a housemate. So I had a companion just to do the everyday travels with. Her name was Kendra Lantis, and she's from Hillsdale, Michigan. And we lived with Craig and Lori McNutt, who just moved there from Nashville. Mm-hmm. So that's neat. And uh, just happened to be Kentucky fans, which yeah, was pretty Yeah, huge Kentucky fans. They are also a huge fan of Andrew. Which was also good. <laughs> Which was also good. <laughs> they gave me a round of applause when I told them that we were going out on a date. So. <laughs> I like these people. They're good people. <laughs> Craig also has given me like uh, two boxes full of uh, American history stuff to just for free to use because he's a big history buff. And so yeah. he, I also like him quite a bit too. <laughs> I always joke with him that he could distribute his own library cards because he has such a vast library of books. It it was pretty amazing to be yeah. I will say as a uh, as a witness, absolutely yeah. amazing. Yeah. So my host home situation situation was great. Um, they also have a dog named Bella, who became I... Sarah's best friend over the summer. <laughs> Seriously though, like, thinking about that dog just gives me all the right feels. Uh, but that yeah. was the hard thing about her coming out to to Utah to visit me. It, it wasn't. It was. Do I want to see Bella or or do I want to see Andrew? <laughs> I flipped a coin for my birthday. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm glad. Do I go to see Bella or do I go to see Andrew? <laughs> Bella would have been the cheaper option. But. Good thing I gave you that uh, that trick coin uh, that <laughs> made sure you came out here. Yeah, good thing. <laughs> but yeah, Bella was she was the best. Um, she was a cuddle dog, so everyone needs a good cuddle dog in their lives. There you go. And so for the internship. You know, we did a lot of things with all the other interns. How, how many did we have total? Do you remember? 28. Like 28? Okay. Mm-hmm. So 28 interns. Um, Mary Salazar was the one that I was a, that was our 
director or intern director. And you've gotten to know her pretty well and staying there in Colorado Springs, right? Yeah, I pretty much force her to be my friend. <laughs> um, so, I mean, after everyone left, that was a tough blow because that was obviously my community since I'd been in Colorado. But Mary, she's just been the biggest blessing and mentor for me. Um, and I tell her every day, like, hey, if I'm hovering, if I'm annoying, just tell me to back off, okay? Because I just love you a little bit too much. <laughs> and, and her husband, Jesse, he's also a big blessing. Jesse's a great guy. He also helped us out in the internship as well. And, like, he didn't have to. He wasn't on staff at Focus, but he would come out to the events that we would do. Or he also helped out. The guys had their own Bible study, and then the girls broke into several um, once a week as well. And Jesse would come out and help us with the Bible study and, like, that wasn't his job. He no. just did it because he wanted to. And they, they're just awesome people. Yeah. The other day she said that she hoped that we didn't feel like she didn't spend enough time with time with the interns this summer. And I was like, Mary, if anything, we thought the complete opposite because you spent so much time with us, which surprised us yeah. because, I mean, they're adults and they have a summer and they spent it with young, crazy, immature college <laughs> kids. I mean, hey, speak for yourself. Okay? <laughs> That's true. Sorry. One-sided. <laughs> But so a lot of the things that we did during the summer with the internship, you know, we would we'd have those Bible studies once a week. We would um, do seminars, but then we also did a lot of things on the weekends. Mary would plan things mm-hmm. for us like um, uh, whitewater rafting or we went to the sand dunes, all these different things. Uh, what was the favorite event, do you think, kind of that you did with other interns, whether it was planned by Mary or just, you know, planned with that? among the interns what was your favorite or favorite couple of things you think that you did over the summer my absolute favorite was spruce grove okay it was like the first thing we did the camping trip Mm -hmm. just because i felt like we were camping in the lion king like the giant (laughs) (laughs) the giant rock canyons and we were right by like a river minus the lions though i don't think i would have enjoyed it if there were actual lions. yeah and i was actually scared going into our first camping trip because i mean i grew up camping with my family but Colorado camping is very different than Tennessee camping, mm-hmm. plus mountain lions, plus cougars, plus other wildlife that I don't know how to react to. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, it was it was a great it was a great trip. Yeah, I felt like that first camping trip, doing it the first weekend, right, that we mm-hmm. were there, was great because it helped us to get to know each other oh, yeah. faster and to break down the like niceties and stuff. Because yeah. if you spend a couple of days with people with no showers and yeah with no showers and all you're freezing doing is cold. hanging out and freezing cold it was very cold i was not prepared were you prepared sarah no. for the cold no no way jose i i i woke up at like 5 30 whenever the sun came up and just yeah. decided i couldn't lay there anymore and i just well, got up and walked and I, I found a mountain and i climbed it and then i came back well what's funny is i thought i planned everything poorly but I have cold hands, so I brought a whole pack of hand warmers, so I'd whip those bad boys out at night, and I had them in my socks, I had them in my pants, I had them in my shirt, so I was like a baking toaster oven at one point. There you go. Well, you did a heck of a lot better than most of the interns. (laughs) And speaking of plans and being overprepared for something, we have a lot more content here for this podcast than we're able to fit in one episode, so we'll wrap it up there today. Uh, for this week's episode of the Hobbs Happenings Podcast and give a little bit of a tease if you want to know things about Sarah that actually have to do with me and her and how we got to know each other and how we got to start dating, well, I guess you'll just have to listen again for the next podcast coming out this weekend. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Hobbs Happenings Podcast, where we use stories to bring our family closer together. 
I'm your host, Andrew Hobbs, and please join us next time for part two of my interview with Sarah. Until then, toodles. Toodles.